Hi, you are listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hawthorne Estates, Illinois. You will be hearing a sermon from Pastor Jared Aron. So without further ado, here he is. Year 2016 was a very interesting year. I think a lot of us are glad it's over with. Donald Trump is becoming the next president of the United States. The Cubs won the World Series. There's so many different headlines from 2016. Uh, So many times when I turn on the news, it's filled with depressing stories of our world that is in darkness and despair. I think it's one of the reasons why our hearts are drawn and inspired by comeback stories. You know what I'm talking about when I say a comeback story? Someone whose life is on the brink of despair and failure. And somehow, some way, they turn it around. They bounce back. They return to a place of greatness, wholeness, or victory. I think one of the great comeback stories of 2016 was the story of Michael Phelps. You got that slide up there. Most of us are probably familiar with Michael Phelps, the American swimmer. But this man has had quite a journey. He came bursting onto the international scene in 2004 at the Olympic Games, where he won six gold medals at the age of 19. Four years later in Beijing, he captured another eight gold medals. But then a year later, he had an incident at a party that he describes as regrettable behavior, And he was banned from U.S. swimming for three months. He bounced back at the London Games and won four more gold medals. But in 2014, the downward spiral for Phelps began to spin out of control. After a DUI arrest, Phelps hit rock bottom. He didn't even want to live anymore. He ended up in a six-week recovery program. A man who was on top of the world as one of the greatest American athletes, now without a will to live, without a purpose for his life. At that time, Ray Lewis, the former uh, Baltimore Raven football player, met up with Phelps, and he describes it as a come-to-Jesus meeting. He gave Phelps a copy of The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And things began to turn around for Michael Phelps. In 2016, he began a training again for the Olympic Games. But many were skeptical. Many questioned if he could do it again. But this summer in Brazil, he collected five more Olympic medals. In five Olympic Games, he won 28 medals, with 23 of those being gold medals. He's the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time, and it isn't even close. Next closest is a Russian gymnast in the 50s and 60s who only won 18 medals, with nine of those being gold. Phelps bounced back from tragedy to finalize his place is one of the greatest athletes this world has ever seen. 
comeback stories. Great comeback stories remind us it's not too late. It's not too late. And that's the gift of a new year to us. A fresh start. A new beginning. New hopes. It's not too late for you and I to become who we desire to become. And even more importantly, who God wants us to become. Personally, I love the start of a new year. It helps me focus and get back to the things I believe God God is calling me to be and to do. This morning, I want to invite us to start off the new year with a sense of spiritual purpose and intention. And that's what I hope this message will help us to do. Back in October, the elders committed to praying about the future of Harvest Community Church and where we sense God was leading us as a church. At the November elders meeting, we came back together and we just shared what God had put on our hearts, where we thought God was leading us as a church. And there were certain themes that came to the surface. And the next three messages today and then Pastor Frank next week and Pastor Day the following week will highlight these three themes for us. Um, And the thing that was really on my heart is that we at Harvest would be a people who return to Christ with all our hearts. That God would call us out of our spiritual stagnancy and that we would come alive in Christ again. When Pastor Dave was giving the year-end update message a few weeks ago, at the end of the message, he shared about this theme of returning to Christ with all our hearts. And this morning, I want to continue with this and share from a verse in Jeremiah 24. Uh, It's been on my heart. The context of this passage is that Jeremiah is given a vision from God. And in this vision, he sees two baskets of figs. One basket has very good figs, ripe and that can be eaten. And the other basket has figs that are spoiled and rotten. And the baskets of figs represent two groups of people. The good figs represent the Jews who had been captured by King Nebuchadnezzar, were held captive in Babylon at the time. And the bad figs represent the Jews who remained in the land. And God was telling Jeremiah what was going to happen to these two groups of people. And verse 7 is spoken about the good figs, the Jews in exile. Jeremiah 24, verse 7. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God. For they will return to me, With all their heart. God is speaking here about a people who are in exile. The circumstances of their life are not good. It would be easy for them to say or think that God has abandoned us. Or God has forgotten us. That this is the end of the story for them. But God is talking here about a great spiritual comeback and a great return for the people in exile. 
And as I read this verse, I sense the heart of God for the people of exile back then, but also the heart of God for us today. He wants to give us a heart to know him, for us to return to him with all our hearts. God doesn't say here, let me give you a lengthy list of religious activities and duties for you to perform. God doesn't say here, you have to muster up a heart for me. And good luck trying. God says, I will give you a heart to know me. That God is after our heart. Not just our activities and outward things. The heart is the centerpiece of our lives. The part of us that drives everything else. God wants us at the core of who we are. God wants our hearts. Just before Christmas, we were dog-sitting for some family members. We were told we're dog-sitting for a puppy, and we thought we'd be watching this small, little, cute dog. But we ended up getting this bear dog, and he is huge. And it was an interesting experience, to say the least. He's in a kennel now, so we're happy about that. Um, But it brought me back to the days when we actually had a dog. And if you've had dogs or are familiar with dog training, one of the key things is you have to establish who is in charge. Who is the alpha? And every day with Baloo, I had to establish with him, I am in charge. I am alpha in this home. God says, I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. And I think we just think that, that I am the Lord is just kind of throw in phrase, but I think it's a very significant part of this verse. I think many, one of the main reasons that we struggle spiritually is because we say we want to know God but we want to know him on our terms, according to our agenda, our plans, not his. We can only know God as the Lord, the one who is in charge. God is alpha, and we are not. And we will struggle if we think we can know him as anything other than the Lord, anything other than alpha. The last part of the verse says, for they will return to me with all their heart. With all their heart. God would love for nothing more than to see us, his people, return to him with everything. With all our heart. No more half-heartedness. No more pretending. No more faking it. But people who are honest and humble and wholehearted in their devotion to Christ above everything else. And this is possible. This is what God desires for us. And he wants us to be a people who turn or return to him with all our hearts. What better time to start than right now? The first day of 2017. The title of this message is, It's, it's Time 
for our return. And the RE is in parentheses, and that's not a typo. It's intentional. And I want to speak now to that and address two groups of people here this morning. Those who need to turn and those who need to return. For some of you, now is the time to turn your life over to Christ for the very first time. Too long you have lived skirting around the church and Christianity and a relationship with Christ. And it looks like everything is good on the outside because you know the drill. You can play the part. Church attendance, show up at small group, put some money in the offering basket. But honestly, you are not sure what a relationship with Jesus Christ looks like because you haven't turned your life over to him to begin that journey. And I'm not trying to shame you. I'm trying to encourage you and invite you this morning. My plea to you this morning is don't wait any longer. Do not wait any longer. You are missing out on the reason you were created in the first place. You were made for a relationship with your creator. And God sent his son into this world. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. To deal with the sin mess that we have made that has broken our relationship with God. And through Christ, the door has been open again for you to have a relationship with your maker and to find the best possible thing that this life has to offer. The best possible thing is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And now is the time. Not next month, not, not when you get your act together. God wants to give you a heart to know him for the first time. And I think the key is you need to be honest with God today about where you're at with him. No more pretending. No more faking. And I think a key next step for you could be to talk to a trusted friend here at church and just pull them aside today. Don't wait. And just say, I need to get right with God. I need to figure out what a relationship with God looks like. Will you help me? You will not regret taking the step to turn your life over to Jesus Christ. And it can happen today. For many of us, though, there might be moments in our lives, in our stories, where Christ really had your whole heart. Maybe it was high school at a youth retreat when God grabbed a hold of your heart. Maybe it was your college years. Maybe it was when you were active and serving and going on mission trips and you were on fire for God. There was a time that we tasted and experienced that knowing God is the greatest treasure and pursuit for us. But the days and the years have created a fog for us. We got career, we got family, 
We've got responsibilities. We've got obligations. And they have blinded us to what matters most, our relationship with Christ. Yes, we intellectually understand Christianity. We know all the shoulds about our spiritual life, what we should be doing. But if we're honest with ourselves, our hearts are not fully God's. Our hearts do not fully belong to God. And for us, now is the time to get serious about returning to God. Not half-heartedly, but with your whole heart coming back to Christ in surrender and devotion and asking him to give you a heart to know him. And what a great way to start the new year and with an intent and a commitment to return to Christ with all your heart. The question I kept asking myself is how will this return happen? How will this happen? I think there's many ways, but I want to share three things that I think we need to pay attention to and how God is inviting us to return to him. And I'm going to make it easy on you. It's three C words. Commitment, crisis, and community. So the first one is commitment. Is there a commitment that God is asking you to make to start the new year? A commitment to him that will build your relationship with Christ. And I'm very cautious in how I word this because some of us can go overboard in our sense of duty and discipline. That we need to make our relationship with Christ happen. And I just want to remind us of the first part of Jeremiah 24, 7. It says, God will give us a heart to know him. And I would encourage you to just simply ask God, God, is there a spiritual practice, old or new, that will help me to know you more in 2017? Maybe it's returning to a daily reading and engagement with Scripture. Not as a duty, but as a way to build your relationship with God. And invite Him to speak to you every day. Maybe it's a new commitment with prayer. That instead of just always talking to God, you spend time listening to God every day. Inviting Him to speak to you. Maybe it's a commitment to meet up with a good friend and just say, hey, we're not going to talk about sports or the sales that are happening right now. We're going to just talk about our spiritual lives today and just commit to sharing our hearts, where are we at with God right now? Is there a commitment that God is inviting you to make today that will help build your relationship with him in this new year? The second C is crisis. I've lived long enough to see how pain and trials can open up our hearts to God. God will use difficult things in our lives to invite us back to him. To invite us to draw near to him. See, in pain and difficulty, 
we're reminded how little control we have over this life. And that we need to surrender to the one who is in control. The one who is Alpha. Is there something happening in your life right now that's painful and very difficult? And reminds you that you are not in control? If so, I would encourage you to ask God, God, what are you trying to teach me through this? Explore how the situation God is inviting you to know him more. And to return to him with all your heart. The last C is community. And God uses people to speak his truth and grace into our lives. Often when we are going our own way and turning our back on God, God will send one of his own to come to us to speak into our lives. It's time for our return. Meaning, meaning that we are called to return together to Christ. This is not a solo venture. Yet we live in a very solo-focused culture, don't we? And think about some of the products that we buy from, the companies we buy from. iPhone, iPad, iHome, iLife. You get the trend there? And these companies are marketing to the echoing desire of our culture that it's all about me. It's all about me. I guess using the collective pronoun with these products wouldn't work too well. We phone, we pad, just not the same. Man, and this me-centered focus has infected our spiritual lives. I love what Eugene Peterson says. And this is an indictment on all of us, I believe. Self-spirituality has become the hallmark of our age. The spirituality of me. A spirituality of self-centering, self-sufficiency, and self-development. But holy living, resurrection living, is not a self-project. We are a people of God. And cannot live holy lives, resurrection lives, as individuals. We are not a self-defined community. We are a God-defined community. Harvest is not a self-defined community. We are a God-defined community. We are not just a bunch of isolated individuals who come here together on Sunday morning. But rather, we are connected and bound to one another through Christ as the people of God. Our return is not a bunch of scattered individuals returning to Christ, but as a collective body. God is calling us, the body of Harvest Community Church, to return to him with all our heart. This is what Jeremiah 24, 7 says to us. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God. For they will return to me 
with all their heart. They will be my people, and I will be their God. We are his people. He is our God. We are in this together. I think one of the first steps in us returning together to Christ with all our hearts is being honest in community with where you're at in your relationship with God. I mean, I'll be honest, I think too often we're pretending before others instead of being real and authentic and honest with where we're at spiritually, where our hearts truly are at. I'll never forget one time being in a small group, and one of the guys in the group displayed this honesty for me. It was actually his first time showing up at our group. At the end of the group time, we broke into smaller groups and spent time just sharing where we're at and praying for one another. And this guy didn't know most of the guys in the group, uh, but what he shared that day, I'll never forget. He said, I'm hanging by a thread with my faith in God right now. I'm hanging by a thread with my faith in God right now. No pretending, no faking, no trying to sugarcoat where he was at, just brutally honest. I'm really struggling with my faith and my relationship with God. I don't know if I can keep trusting this God. And I believe that honest moment in community for this guy led him on a path of growth and transformation in his relationship with God. Will we return together to Christ with all our hearts? If so, I think it's going to require us being brutally honest in community about where our hearts are at with Jesus Christ. My prayer for us is that we would have the courage this year to go to those places with one another. And that God would use our courage and honesty to give us a heart to know him more and for us to return together to him. Man, Joel 2, another one of the prophets in the Old Testament, says, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. Rend your heart, not your garments. God doesn't want the outward duty and obligations and mere religious activities. He wants your heart. If there's patterns of sin in your life that are hidden and destroying your spiritual life. Come clean. Come clean this year. 
return to God because he is waiting with open arms for your return. Because he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Don't doubt the graciousness and strong love of our God. He delights in you. He's waiting for you to come home. Now, not later. Now, today, don't wait. It's not too late. The enemy wants to tell you it's too late. It's over. Now is the time for our return. Can we pray together this year bold prayers as a church? Prayers like, Lord, give us a heart to know you. God, help us to return to you with all our hearts. Jesus, show me how to turn my life over to you for the very first time. I have no clue how to do it, but show me, lead me. We're going to do a couple things to close. I want to give you space and time to do business with God and to really reflect and explore where is your heart at today with him? Where is your relationship with Christ at as we begin the new year? The first thing is that uh, Audrey and Bobby are going to come up and lead us in a special praise. And this song, First Love by Chris Tomlin, I heard a couple months ago. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to it. Probably 50, if that seemed extreme. It's a really good song. (laughs) And God has used it in my life to invite me back to a place of first love. And I'm not there completely, but God is working on me. As the song is going, we're going to have the lyrics up, so you can just use the lyrics as a prayer to God. But here are some of the lyrics. You are still my first love, and all I am is yours. You are still my anchor. Forever, I'm secure. You have my heart. You've won my heart. And the chorus is a declaration of love to Christ. Again, I just want to give you space uh, to pray and to listen and to use this song as a catalyst to really reflect where is my heart at with Jesus Christ.
Second thing is something that Yvonne and I have done the, the past few years is we ask God for a word or a phrase to help bring focus to our relationship with him uh, for the year. Last year, I sensed the phrase that God was giving me was slowing down, slowing down. And I felt like for my relationship with Christ to grow, I needed to slow the pace down. It's a word I hung on to for the entire year. There are some days and weeks I still lived in a hurried and rushed pace. But over the course of the year, I saw how God was working in my heart, helping me to slow down. And that word became an anchor for my spiritual life throughout the year. 
I do sense the words turn and return are key words for our church in this season. But also I want to ask you individually, um, what word or phrase does God want to give you to help define your relationship with him? This is different than New Year's resolutions. It's the word that will guide your spiritual life and your relationship with God throughout the year. Maybe it is the word turn or return. Maybe it's first love. Maybe it's wholehearted. Or maybe it's something completely different. So what what I want to do now, I want to give just a few minutes for you to listen and to pray and to ask God, God, do you want to give me a word or phrase that will help anchor me throughout 2017 and really help focus my relationship on you uh, to grow and for me to return with all my heart. So I want to give you a few minutes now just to pray and to listen and ask God. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.